Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm turning 55 this week and I'm out on the dating scene. So if there are non-invasive procedures on the natural side, bring it on. You want to inject some of my blood into my vagina and apparently that might help? I'll take it. Go ahead and lay back, relax. I have a party tomorrow night. I am in a place today where I want to celebrate him. So we're kicking it up a notch. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We have got to talk about Shannon's procedures. Now, she scheduled some procedures for her birthday. My birthday, as of this recording, is just a couple days away. It's on October 9th. And I wish I would have scheduled some procedures. I should have gotten in touch with Shannon's nurse or doctor, whoever she was having look at her vagina, that whole scene. Did you guys watch that scene? I mean, come on. Shannon, first of all, in her confessional, she said, I want to celebrate. We're kicking it up a notch. Like she's fucking Emeril Lagasse. She's kicking it up a notch again. <laughs> Ack, we're kicking it up a notch. And <laughs> so then she goes on to get injections in her vagina. And excuse my language, but that's just what happened. We saw on the program. And while it was happening, the woman who was injecting into Shannon's lady parts, she was saying, "You look so much happier. You just look so much happier." The woman said that without even looking up at Shannon's face, she was just looking straight into her hoo-ha, into her Meredith Grey, and she said, you look so much happier. And I thought, you're not even looking at her in the eyes, so can you tell that from just looking at the the Christine Baranski downstairs? I don't know, but it seemed like that was what was happening while she was getting the injections, because that nurse, without even looking in her face, just said, you look so much happier. And then, and then I think Shannon went on to orgasm on camera. I know she didn't make a lot of sounds. And I would have expected, but you could, her face, like, didn't you guys catch Shannon's face? It was as if she saw a ghost or something, but like in a good way, like a friendly ghost, uh, in the words of Jill Zarin, I, it was like she saw a friendly ghost because she just smiled. And I've never seen that look on Shannon and she just had no words, which we know Shannon's never at a loss for words. But anyway, I was so happy for her. I'm enjoying Shannon this week. I thought she was fun and giggly. She later in the episode said she was on Percocet. So maybe that was it. Who knows? However, I was enjoying Shannon, and and it was fun to watch. And we got Alexis this episode. We're, we're going to go through the episode. Before we dive into Orange County, I have to say that uh, Below Deck premiered this week. I thought the premiere was amazing. I think this is the hottest men we've seen on Below Deck. And last week on the show, I don't know if you guys remember, I was saying that as I watched Real Houses of Orange County, and it was so much female nudity, I was saying we need some equal opportunity nudity for the men. And so here on Below Deck, not only do we have gorgeous men that are on this yacht, which I'm very excited about, I am a new Below Deck stan, but also if uh, you watch Married to Medicine, this week on Married to Medicine, there was a party that Toya threw for her birthday where they were painting naked men. 
And we saw lots of butt cracks, lots of beautiful naked men. And so I just thank the Bravo people. They know what we want before we know we want it. Because I was just saying that last week. I was saying we need some more, uh, we need some more skin from the guys if we're going to be seeing so much of the girls. And then all of this week they deliver. Married to Medicine was truly like, I had never seen so much nudity on an episode. And I say bravo to that. And they were all gorgeous. It was a very interesting painting party on Married to Medicine because normally at those kind of things, like the whoever you're painting sits in front of everyone and then everyone has their easel or in their paintbrush or whatever and they paint. But this was some sort of mix between like a strippers and a painting party because the nude male subjects were just walking around and lifting the women up. And I thought that's the kind of birthday party I want to go to. It looked like such a blast. And I am already planning my next holiday. Because I'm gonna call up, I'm gonna call up Toya, and uh, and figure it out. I love Married to Medicine, guys. I know we're not gonna dive too far into Married to Medicine on here, but I do love it, and I do want to quickly say that I missed the old theme song. They did some sort of techno remix of the theme song for this season, and I'm not here for it. It used to be so good. I think it was the best theme song on Bravo. You know, now Paige and Doctor Jackie, Doctor Simone, Doctor Heavenly, Toya, Quad. Mariah. <laughs> it was so good, you guys. And now they basically did that, but they put like Cher's Believe autotune filter in. And it's like some sort of weird autotune mix. And I do not approve of it. I do not get it back. They did this to us with Southern Charm, where they took away the Bapa Doos. And now they're doing a Married to Medicine, switching up our theme song. You know who didn't switch up a theme song? Family Matters, Full House, The Nanny. You have the theme song throughout the entire run of the show. You do not switch it up halfway. If you're going to introduce the theme song, it sticks with you from the first episode to the last episode. And I'm going to have to start sending Bravo some classic sitcoms, because apparently they don't understand this rule, and they think they're just changing the theme songs willy-nilly on us, and I do not approve of it. If they do it on uh, Vanderpump Rules or Shaws of Sunset, I swear, I'm going to write a very strongly worded letter to the Bravo executives, because I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I've snapped. I'm tired of it. After Southern Charm, and now with this Married to Medicine business with the techno, I have snapped. And if anyone who is listening who works at Bravo, please send my grievances to HQ or to Human Resources, HR, wherever you, whatever H you got to send it to. Please let them know that Danny is upset. Bring back the old Married to Medicine theme song for the entire run of the show. Now, Married to Medicine, I understand they have to change it based off of who's in the cast. So I understand maybe changing up when they added Dr. Contessa, they had to be like, Dr. Contessa. And I used to love it when it was Lisa Nicole. Remember remember, <laughs> remember Lisa Nicole? Anyway, uh, I understand that they have to change it up for the cast. But otherwise, do not change up the beat. I'm sick of this. Enough. Taylor Armstrong, enough. And if it happens on Vanderpump Rules, so help me God. So help me God. Or Shots of Sunset. We run LA. <laughs> Terrible singing voice. But if they do it on Shaza Sunset, one of the other great theme songs of our time. Ah, you guys, somebody needs to say something. But now we said it. But now we said it. So anyway, uh, let's get into this week's Real Houses of Orange County. Oh, I do have to quickly say about the taglines. I don't know if we've really gone into the taglines, but I noticed this week in Kelly Dodd's tagline, she says, if you don't want me to cross the line, don't draw one. Um. But when she says don't draw one, she sounds like she's yelling at a producer. So she's, she's like, if you don't want me to cross the line, don't draw one. <laughs> she's got that tone and voice where she's yelling at someone. And so I would have just liked footage of behind the scenes of her recording that tagline, because I feel like 
there was a producer or a staff member there that got the business from Kelly because she sort of yells it. It's just a very, it's a little bit aggressive. It's a little bit aggressive. And in the way that we know and love Kelly Dodd to be, remember when she called Shane a dork? You're dork, dork. It's sort of like that in her tagline form. And I, I, so I like it. Uh, and bravo to bravo. It just sounds like somebody was on the other side of that. Uh, other side of that. Don't draw one. So I'm, I'm really into it. Anyway, we open on Kelly meeting with two of her friends, Lisa and Christine. She's known them forever. They mentioned off the cuff that she was two hours late, which I thought, hmm. But they are her BFFs. And I thought this was a bit of a problem because Kelly's filming with a lot of non-cast members. So later on in the episode, she goes to visit her mom and brother. And then even in Orange County, she's filming with these two women. And it makes me think, did no one else want to film with her? Did Kelly not want to film with anyone else? And I really enjoy Kelly on the show, so I don't want her to go anywhere. So it just worries me a little bit. I hope it has nothing to do with any of that stuff, because we need Kelly on this show, I think. And right now, I'm worried because she's just filming with lots of other randos. And Lisa and Christine seem like nice women, but they're not in the cast. They're not in the cast. But they do reveal that Kelly got in lots of physical altercations. Uh, when she was 17, she got she got arrested for lighting an S and an M in her high school. She lit it on fire. And I would love to see Kelly in high school. I wish we could go back in time and film that. I would like to know what Kelly Dodd is like in high school. Anyway, Kelly's got a lot of stuff going on with her brother and the mom. And she reveals that the brother apologized and they're seemingly making amends. And I'm hoping they're getting back on track. Uh, so then we cut to Shannon, who invites Vicky and Emily and Jean over to try her frozen meals. Remember, she sells the frozen meals. We saw a flashback to last season when she was selling the cream cheese filled salmon, which is disgusting. And I stand by that. And maybe some of you have tried it. I'm not a seafood eater, but uh, even if I did, I don't know if I'd want something stuffed with cream cheese in terms of a fish. It sounds disgusting to me, but maybe it's sold really well and maybe people really like it. I don't know. I didn't try it. Uh, maybe if some of you have tried it, you can write in, send me a DM or something. Let me know if the cream cheese filled salmon was good. I'm sure some of the other ones were good, but I'm mostly concerned with the cream cheese filled salmon because that to me sounds like one of the grossest things I've ever heard of. And wasn't there something with like an orange sauce? I can't recall, but I think, or am I thinking of Vanderpump Rules, one of the dishes they sell at Sir? It's all running together in my head, but uh, I would like to know if anyone's tried that specific dish. And even the editors knows that know that dish is disgusting because when they flash back to last season... They specifically flash back to a scene with Shannon talking about the cream cheese filled salmon. And so we all know that everyone thinks it's disgusting. Even the Bravo producers, editors, camera people, they know it's gross. And so that's why they flash back to that quick moment in time where she's talking about the cream cheese filled salmon. Otherwise, they would have shown us maybe another dish or even just a couple dishes. But they specifically only showed us that one dish this episode. And so that leads me to believe that everyone there on the staff thinks it's disgusting. And, uh, you know, they've seen it up close and personal. They've seen it up close and personal. So, you know, uh, they must know something we don't. And um, newsflash, we do know because it looks disgusting and sounds disgusting. Anyway, she's working on new meals. <laughs> After I dragged her cream cheese filled salmon, now I have to say that she's working on new meals. She's working on a website and she's going to be selling new meals. And... She said her head was sore from the trip, so they're all back in Orange County, and she said her head is sore, and I kind of rolled my eyes a bit. I do want to say I really like Shannon's house. I think the decor in Shannon's house is nice. It's like, 
got a cozy vibe, but also not too traditional, which I like traditional, but I like, I don't know, I was liking the vibe of her house. And Archie, her dog, is the cutest dog, just running around licking Vicky's legs. I could deal with, I could love close-ups of Archie as much as they give it to us. I would like more close-ups of Archie. I think he's adorable. Adorable, adorable. And I guess Shannon's inviting the other women to come try her other frozen foods. Because Emily said in her confessional that she said she's the first person at Costco when it's free sample day. And she sounded so Ohio when she said that Emily's from Ohio and so am I. And I don't know if anyone listening from Ohio caught this, but the way she said it, it was just so, it made me feel warm and fuzzy because I was like, oh, that's her Ohio accent came out. And I know people write me and say that I have a very Ohio accent. Sometimes my Chicago accent comes out, but um, I don't know what it, I think it's the A's a little bit, cat. Like uh, People say I say my A's hard, like cat. <laughs> anyway, um, Shannon's Ohio accent came out and I liked it. Uh, and then Gina reveals that she was supposed to go on a date with Shane's cousin, which I thought right off the bat, nope, shouldn't do that. Bad idea, especially someone like Gina. Gina should not be getting herself wrapped up with anyone in Shane's family. Steer clear of that bloodline. I don't think there's a whole lot of good in that, a lot of gold in that water. I think you need to steer clear, Gina. But apparently she was going to go on a date and then he canceled because he broke his foot or broke his toe, rather. It was just a toe. And so he canceled on her. More on that later. Uh, But she also reveals that Matt wants to have sex with her again. And I hate this Matt. And I'm sort, you know, last season I was saying we need to see Matt. How can we not see Matt? And now I don't ever want to hear from Matt again. I hate him. I hate him. What an asshole. Then we cut to Bronwyn's family uh, photo shoot. They were all in some Adams Family cosplay and all wearing black. I noticed there was one prop that we've seen before on The Real Housewives, and it was those bunny ears, those black bunny ears that one of Bronwyn's daughters was wearing. Those were the bunny ears from Kelly Ben Simone's Playboy shoot. And I know that because I'm a historian and I know my housewives, but I do remember. Kelly Kaloran Bensimone, back in maybe season two, three, wearing those ears. Uh, I think both for a Playboy shoot, I could be wrong, and for a Halloween party invitation that she did a professional photo shoot for that I'll never forget. Um, it was for a Halloween party that she showed up to, I think, two hours late. And by the time she showed up, Bethany and Jill and everyone else had left. Uh, Bethany was wearing skates at that party and she skated away, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, Kelly Benson, I remember those Playboy bunny ears from her photo shoot. And here they were on Bronwyn's Child. And uh, so I, I clocked him right away. And then I also clocked that her husband's still doing a lot of necklace work. He hasn't stopped wearing the necklaces. And look, I applaud that. He's very brave for wearing so many uh, statement necklaces on his neck. He's basically the new Luann. I've seen more statement necklaces on him than I've seen Luann in recently. And so I applaud that. He's taking over the throne of Statement Necklace Queen on Bravo. And they talk about, Bronwyn and her husband talk about Tamara and how hot Tamara was. And look, I I legit got uncomfortable. Did you guys get uncomfortable? Even Bronwyn, I think, was uncomfortable because she kept doing that woodpecker laugh like, ah, ah, as they were talking about having sex with Tamara. And I don't know, it's something about it crosses the line for me. Uh, with housewives wanting to sleep with each other a little bit, and look, I uh, applaud sexuality, and I think we all need to we all need to be proud of our sexuality, and we need to be sex positive. And 
still yet I say this made me uncomfortable, and I'm not exactly sure why. Um, maybe it's just because of, t- maybe I don't really care for Tamara. Maybe that's it. Because here's the thing, actually, I do know what it is. I said this before on the show, but I feel like Tamara uses her sexuality as like a joke oftentimes. And I mentioned this on the show when she was fooling around with that woman who was a lesbian, and she almost, it, it felt like just she plays around with it in not a way that seems authentic. Again, I think it's okay to play around with her sexuality and explore and all of that. But in a way, it, it didn't it doesn't feel authentic to me, and maybe that's on me. Maybe I need to re-examine that, and maybe I need to hear from Tamara to get that side of the story, because you know, maybe that's my own um, inability to see the other side of things. So I, I don't know. I'll keep thinking about it. But her and the husband was making me very uncomfortable. I mean, I'm sure it made you guys uncomfortable too, right? Anyway, I apologize if if that's inappropriate of me. Anyway, then we see Emily and Shane and Gina meet for dinner. Shane was an asshole right off the bat when Emily's trying to order, and Emily reveals that she has arthritis back. She started to get her arthritis is acting up again. Uh, so they order a pig, and then Gina says, why don't you go to the doctor? Gina was very aggressive. Why don't you go to the doctor? You gotta go to the doctor! <laughs> it was a very heightened version of like Gina's normal speaking voice, which is a mouth filled with peanut butter. And she's like, why don't you go to the doctor? But she's right. Emily's gotta go to the doctor. Gina was spot on. Gotta go to the doctor. When you got a problem, you gotta go to the doc. See what's going on. So I was happy that she was saying that. And then they brought the pig head. I really thought when they ordered the pig head, I didn't know that it was going to be like an actual pig face. So that made me a little bit uncomfortable as well. And then they talk about this date. Again, I don't think anyone should ever date anyone in Shade's bloodline, especially Gina. While this conversation is going on, Matt, Gina's ex, texts something rude about Gina not going to the baseball game. And at this point, I thought Gina was like a little bit tipsy. And again, I'd like to ask, if she doesn't have an ID, how is she drinking in these scenes? Because it was revealed multiple times that she has no passport or driver's license. So I'd like to know who's not carding Gina at these restaurants, because it's not like she looks 80. I mean, Gina doesn't look like 100 years old. You're supposed to ID her. Um, but that's that's um, neither here nor there. Then Shane says something about Matt being like a cow in a hole. And honestly, you guys, I blacked out during this moment. I didn't even know what the fuck Shane was talking about. He said something about a cow walks around a field and looks for a hole. I was like, what the fuck are you even saying? What was he saying about a cow in a hole? Maybe that's a phrase that I've just never heard of. It could be a popular phrase. Sometimes, you know, you just miss something. But I I was like, what is he talking about? A cow in a hole? Shut the fuck up, Shane. (laughs) Shut up. You guys, I just don't like Shane. I don't like him. Anyway, then we see Shannon getting that procedure again. We're kicking it up a notch. Eck! <laughs> Just <laughs> a lot. But I do like this version of Shannon. She seems fun. Shannon was funny. Even in the next scene when Tamara and Shannon go to visit Bronwyn and Sean's love shack, which the editors call a love shack. That's what they called it. God, that song is amazing, isn't it? The B-52s. Love shack, baby. I gotta stop singing because you guys... It's hurting your ears, I'm sure. But uh, that song, The Love Shack, is a classic. Is there anything better? What was that guy? Um, remember that gay in the Love Shack band in the B-52s? The Hall Shack Shimmies! Remember? <laughs> remember that gay? Ah, oh, I always loved him growing up. I remember just like being very into that man in the Love Shack video, where 
he was part of the B-52s, but he, the Hull Shack Shimmies! He was very, very wonderful, and he seemed to have the most fun personality, didn't he? He just seemed like he was always on cloud nine. The Bob and the Shack. The Hull Shack Shimmies! He was always so happy, and I love that man. I forget his name at the uh, at the moment, but I'll look it up after we get off here, because I remember loving him, and I would like to know what happened to him. And also, I'd like to get tickets to see the B-52s on tour. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's the Love Shack, and Shannon and Tamara arrives. Shannon says she's on Valium and Percocet. And then it's revealed that Bronwyn's daughter is going to be doing some sort of Orange County fashion night that Tamara in the confessional really shades. Tamara's like, is there a fashion night? I never heard of that. Uh, Tamara was being messy, and then Shannon was being very giggly, and you could just tell she wanted to talk about her procedures. Like, Shannon just wanted to talk about her procedures. So Bronwyn was talking about the fashion show or something. Shannon's like, I don't know if you heard, but I got procedures. (laughs) Oh, I loved it. You know when you want to talk about something, and you're just, like, waiting for someone to ask, and then no one asks about it? There's nothing more frustrating. And you just keep expecting, like, oh, someone's going to ask. Especially Shannon, who walked into the scene and said she was on Percocet. And her face just looked like so... She, I don't think she was wearing any makeup. She looked like she was high as a kite. And, and she was, like, waiting for someone to say, hey, Shannon, what procedures did you get done? And neither Bronwyn or Tamara asked her. So finally, Shannon was just like, I got procedures done. <laughs> I thought, we've all been there, Shannon, haven't we? She was so giggly, though, and I loved it. Then we see Tamara and Vicky on that golf course from last season, which I hated that golf course episode last season. Oh, it was the worst. But they're there with Steve, and there was an awkward conversation about the ring and the proposal, and then Vicky is like, Steve, tell Tamara about that. And then she walks away and sits in the golf cart while Steve tells Tamara about the proposal he's planning. I don't know. I don't know. Every week I switch. Every week I think, you know, we need Vicky full-time. And then the next week I think, we need Vicky gone completely. I switch at the drop of a dime. Do you guys too? I'm sure you guys too. I, I don't know. Every week, sometimes I think she needs to be there full-time. And then other times, like, get her the fuck out of there. It's like kind of... I, I think we need a full-blown reboot of this cast. And I've been saying that for years. But I think I think Tamara's got to go. And I think Vicky maybe's got to go. She... Uh, I don't know. Maybe all of them. Just cut them, cut them all loose. <laughs> cut them all loose. I do sort of like Emily a lot. Uh, and I'm rooting for Gina. I don't think she should be on the program, but I am rooting for her. Anyway, Tamara mentions these birthday parties. So Tamara says, we're going to do a bar crawl for Shannon's birthday. And then for Vicky, they're planning a tea party. And so then Tamara mentions that Mar- uh, Megan is coming. She says to Vicky, Megan's coming to Shannon's party. And Vicky says, who? And she says, Megan Edmonds. And Vicky goes, why? <laughs> it's just so funny. I think this was a peek behind the curtain, because it's like, these women, when they leave the show, I don't believe that they actually keep in touch with any of the cast members, right? And Vicky is thinking, like, Megan left the sh- Megan was off the show. She got kicked off the show, fired, or, or left, or whatever, or have you. But Vicky's like, why would she come back? What, what do you mean, Megan's back? It made me laugh. Then we cut to Cut Fitness. Eddie's in full cut fitness outfit. He's got the hat, the shirt, all of it. And again, I say, I think the producers need to limit this and somebody needs to, you know, lay down the law because I don't think that these cast members should be wearing full advertisements of their businesses. 
I think like maybe the hat once in a while is okay. But every time we see Eddie, he's got a full like cut fitness pants, socks, hat, shirt, sweatshirt, glasses, all of it, the whole nine. And I think it's too far. It's too much. It's too much. Also, you're at cut fitness. Like we know you're there. And there's no way that you're wearing all of that every day. It's like so fucking much. Remember when I interviewed Kelly and she called Eddie a spin instructor? (laughs) Oh, you guys, she called him a spin instructor. And nothing wrong with a spin instructor. It was just the shady way she said it that made me laugh. Again, I usually love spin instructors because they're always so happy and nice. And I always think like, ah, wow, I need them around with me all the day. You know, like you ever leave a spin class and (laughs) you feel so good at the end of a spin class. Because they usually end it by saying how great you did and giving these affirmations that you need. And then an hour later, you're at lunch and you get in a fight with someone or something. And you think, oh, I wish that I had that spin instructor in my ear. Because you'd be, I'd be calm all day long. I'd be calm and happy and I'd be feeling fearless and like a hero. Or truly, there's nothing better than a spin instructor. They always give you those affirmations. Always giving you those affirmations. Anyway, Emily arrives to cut fitness. And Emily reveals that she's putting on weight because of stress. And I don't know why. I, I mean, I know why I, I cried during this scene because over the past year and a half, I've gained a, a lot of weight for me. And then you weigh yourself and you've gained 20 or 30 pounds. And it's just hard. I mean, trying to stay fit is insanely difficult, especially when you're under stress. And she's an attorney. She's married. She's got kids, an awful husband. And so I just felt for her. And... I've been struggling myself, and I don't know if I'll get myself in order, but I'm trying. And again, it's not about the number. I always think it's about how you feel in your body. And I think all of us like a weight that we're comfortable at. And then it's hard, but weight, I've always had weight issues. And even since I was a kid, I remember I was very overweight as a child for a few years. And I remember my family had to put me on like a big diet. And I think I've told this story on the show before, but... It's not so funny, but you know, I played football in middle school. And when you go out for football, you're told that it's better to be bigger in football. But when I went out, I was over the weight limit. So as a, as a kid, there was like a weight limit for football. And I went out because all the other kids were playing football. And so I wanted to play. And so I went out for football this year and they weighed us at the beginning of this preseason. And it turns out I was like too overweight to play football. So then they had to put me on like a big diet just to lose the weight so that I could play football. And again, you think of football as a sport you're supposed to be big for. And here I was as a child and they were like, you're too uh, big to play football. You either have to lose, I don't remember what it was, it was like I don't know, 15 pounds or something, which as a kid is a lot. And so then I went on a big diet. But I mean, that was like as a child. And then I've always kind of... Uh, had a hard time and I, and I had had my stuff in order for a while for a few years when I was doing CrossFit and stuff. But then it was, it was another issue because I was obsessed with being a certain weight and a certain size and all of that. So I don't have it figured out. And I'm sorry for acting like you're all my therapist right now. But, but anyway, I related to Emily and I like that she was talking about it on camera. He did. Eddie wanted her to step on the scale. And it was so funny because I was thinking like when I step on a scale, even at the doctor's office, like when I go for a checkup or a flu shot or any of that kind of stuff where you need to step on a scale, it's like I take out and I take out everything out of my pockets, strip down. (laughs) I'm totally comfortable being nude when I'm getting on a scale because it's like anything off me that helps. It's like take off my earrings, cut my hair. (laughs) 
anything I could do to be a little bit less on that scale, I'll do. But uh, Emily said she's gained about 20 to 30 pounds. And I felt bad for her. She cried. She said she's been living in denial because it is easier to not get on that scale. It is to just say, you know what? I don't want to get on that scale because as soon as I see that number, then I'm going to know that I've been fucking up or that I've been not in control of that part of my life. And I got that. I don't like Eddie, though. I, I Something about, I know he's trying to be sensitive and nice. I just guess I don't care for Eddie. <laughs> the way he was doing it was bugging me. And he said she was obese, and I just was crying. I was crying. Anyway, then we cut to Kelly at uh, a beer kitchen in Arizona with her brother. She's trying to make up with her mom. I think this is a storyline that we're going to see throughout the end of the season play out. I think there's a lot more to come. Then we cut to Emily with Alexis. Alexis Jesus Jugs Bellino's back. And I, for one, was so excited. You know I love when an ex-housewife come back in uh, just for a scene or two. And this was a perfect little shot of Alexis. I love just seeing her for a second. She was quirky as ever. She ordered a mimosa with a shot of vodka. And right off the bat, she tells us how she just arrived back from Thailand. And it felt to me like she was trying to convince us how busy she is, which I enjoyed that side of Alexis. And then she says she has a hot new boyfriend. And he is like, they showed us pictures and I've seen on social media, her new boyfriend, I don't know if they're married now or what, but the new guy she's with is very attractive. And literally, uh, a log would look attractive next to Jim Bellino because he was one of the worst house husbands in history. Truly one of the worst. They even showed us a flashback of Jim Bellino saying something to Alexis about how she needed to be the wife or something. I hated that fucker. He was the worst, wasn't he? I did not care for him. But it was nice to see Alexis, and it's nice to see that she's with someone new and with the hot young guy. I was very happy for her. And then Alexis said, we just don't fight. Every friend who's ever met us together is so shocked that we just don't fight, she said in regards to her new boyfriend. And it was just so braggy. <laughs> it was so braggy, it made me laugh. We just don't fight. We don't fight. And then she said, uh, Emily is like, well, we got to talk about your divorce. And then... Then Alexa said, well, divorce sucks. It's harder than death. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh at that. I mean, divorce is probably very hard, and I don't mean to make light of it. But I don't know that it's harder than a death. I, again, haven't died or had a divorce, but I would imagine that death is harder than divorce. Again, not to say that divorce isn't a pain in the ass, and they say a divorce is like a death. But that's the saying that it's like a death. Uh, But Alexis just flat out said, it's harder than death. And that just made me laugh. Ugh. And that flashback of Jim. It's just the worst. The at the Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, 
all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to Quince.com slash Iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listing, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. I wonder how the trampoline parks are doing, though. I do love that they open trampoline parks, and I don't know if they were the ones behind that trend, but I love a trampoline park. Go send me on my way to jump around a trampoline park, and I'm happy as a clam. Nothing better. Get some endorphins out and jump on a trampoline. Remember Alexis on those Fox Fives? <laughs> I miss Alexis, you guys. I want her to pop in again. I want more Alexis. I want her to pop in again. And you know there's that lawsuit going on, and I think it involves, uh, uh, forgive me, I'm not quite clear on it, but I think there's some involvement with Alexis and maybe some of the other housewives, or, or Tamara, Shannon, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure. But it's interesting to me that they brought Alexis back while that's going on. So I, I don't know too much about it, but. Anyway, then we cut to Gina and Tamara shopping. 
While we we cut between this scene of Alexis and Emily and then Gina and Tamara shopping, and it's revealed that Gina and Emily are now fighting because Gina feels that Emily set her up with this guy, Shane's cousin, as almost like a joke or a prank or as a pity thing. Uh, because the guy canceled and then the guy revealed Shane's cousin revealed that he had a girlfriend already, which of course, because Shane's family's the worst. Why would you go out with anyone in Shane's family? Stay away from that bloodline. But uh, apparently he's got a girlfriend. And then Gina got mad at Emily and I kind of thought you should be mad at the other guy. And maybe if Emily and Shane didn't know, but I wasn't convinced that they knew. Emily said she didn't know. And then Gina said that Emily and Shane did know. Either way, I thought, you know what? Gina, you should never have agreed to go out with anyone in Shane's family. That was your first mistake. And quite frankly, I don't feel bad for you beyond that point, because I think that was your first mistake, and you have to be held accountable for that mistake, because no one in their right mind would agree to go out with Shane's bloodline. And that's on you. That's on you, Gina. But again, I'm rooting for Gina. I want her to get it together. I want her to find a hot guy. I saw on the blogs this past week that she is with someone new, and so I hope he's treating her right. Uh, because she, if anyone needs to have a good 2020, it's Gina. It's Gina. Although she's put herself in certain positions uh, that are troubling, like the drinking and driving, which is not something I support. But um, I just hope she gets it together. Oh, also, I want to say that Alexis <laughs> Alexis was saying something uh, uh, to Emily that made me laugh so hard. So Emily's saying how Gina wasn't returning her calls. Emily said, look, I tried texting a million times. I tried calling a million times and Gina's not returning my calls. And then Alexis said something about the Bible scriptures in reference to Gina not returning a call. And it just made me laugh because, because I don't know that they were writing Bible scriptures about Gina not returning a call. And look at me, it was metaphorical, but it still just made me giggle a little bit. I miss Alexis, you guys. I want her back. Remember when she did the fashion shoot, the photo shoot with the clothing line? Ugh, she gave us so many moments <laughs> when she yelled at Lydia. I had to go on Xanax for it, Lydia. Ah, oh, that was a moment. I just wanted to see one scene between Alexis and Tamara. Just give it to us. Just give us one scene. I think next season they either need to bring in some of this old, these old housewives that I think could really have it out. I saw on Twitter some people were saying that we need Lizzie back because Lizzie was really willing to go after Tamara on her season. There was only one season that Lizzie was like a main cast member. But do you remember that dinner when Tamara ran out and said, you'll never see my face again? That was because Lizzie was telling uh, Tamara that she was insecure. And I I would just say we need a little bit of a balance, maybe bring some of those old people back or just get rid of all of them. I don't know. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. I. I thought it was okay. I would say I maybe rate it like a C, C plus. I don't think it was one of our best episodes, but it was nice to see Alexis, and we got some new dynamics going on. We just came off that Miraval trip, which is was such a whirlwind of a trip uh, that now we're back in Orange County and we're settling in. But I'm very excited for the Real Houses of New Jersey and Atlanta to start up soon. I can't wait for them. I feel like a void is in my heart now that Potomac's off the air, and I just need some some new housewives to freshen things up. And I think Jersey's really going to do that. I think Jersey looks great this season. Atlanta looks great this season. I'm very excited. So that's the end of the episode. We'll be back with the Real Houses of Dallas recap tomorrow. Again, it's my birthday week, so these episodes might be a little bit shorter than normal. Uh, I'm going to still try to do a Dallas recap, but it might be just a little bit uh, expedited or what's the uh, a little bit shorter than usual because uh, I am 
celebrating my birth. And I want to say thank you all for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you click become a patron, you could donate $4 or more per month, and then you get access to the bonus episodes, which I'm doing one a month. Last month was a recap of the very first episode of The Real House of Orange County. And this month, uh, I haven't quite decided what it's going to be. I think maybe like a recap of the first Atlanta or or maybe Jer- an early Jersey or something. I don't know yet. But uh, thank you all for listening. If you want one of the t-shirts, go to everythingiconic.threadless.com. Everythingiconic.threadless.com. Cameo, I, I turned it off because I'm a little bit extra busy this week, but... Uh, otherwise, it's cameo.com slash Danny Pellegrino. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. And with that, let's do a little cool down to, to end the episode. So let's all take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in, hold it. Think of an old friend you haven't talked to, breathe out. And we saw Alexis pop back in. She's an old friend. It was nice to see what she was up to. So with that, I would just like to encourage all of you to reach out to an old friend you maybe haven't talked to or heard from in a while. Send an email, a text, call them up on the phone, hear their voice, and let them know that you're thinking about them. And I love you all so much for listening. Be kind to one another. Have a great week. Bye-bye.